Hi, and welcome to The Tough Fish Show. I'm your host, Jen Melius, and I'm so glad that you're here. And before we get into the show, I want to invite you to visit jennifermelius.com forward slash start to get free resources focused on helping you get your book and message out into the world. Choose what resonates and take steps towards being seen and heard, showing up at the table, owning your space, and sharing your book and message. And now let me introduce to you Pauline Wiles. Pauline Wiles is an indie author turned website designer who helps other authors and writers create beautiful business-like websites. As an author herself, she notices others were overwhelmed by this task. Now she helps to dispel the myths around how difficult a web project should be. British by birth, Pauline is a contented resident of California, although she admits to an occasional yearning for afternoon tea and historic homes. Let's dive into the pond and meet Pauline. Welcome to the Tough Fish Show. I am so excited to bring to you Pauline Wiles. Pauline, thank you so much for being on the show. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me, Jen. I am so glad you are here. And I would love for you to start with, you know, I love the fact that you help authors with their websites. But before you became this website designer for authors, you were an author yourself. So what got you into the authorship world to begin with? How did you get into it? Yeah, well, the short answer as to why I started writing novels, I think I was a little bit homesick after moving from England to California. I was working a technical day job and definitely novel writing was a creative outlet and a bit of therapy for me. So I wrote and independently published six books before I woke up to the fact that actually I was having way more fun on the days that I needed to update my author website. And in attending writing events and writing conferences, I cottoned on to the fact that other authors were really struggling with the tech that they needed for marketing their work. And I noticed that that was where the sweet spot lay for me. So I transitioned and my books are still available, but these days I, I talk much more about being a website designer who supports authors. I love that. I love that it started in one space, but then you know, you, you really, you followed a passion and that passion kept you, it basically, it, it started with a passion of books, of being an author or being in that world. And then another form of the passion presented itself. And instead of sticking with the one, it feels better to do a little bit of a pivot, but stay in this world. And I, I love that you did that. So Talk to me about websites for authors, because, you know, that could be a very daunting thing to an author to put together or to even think through. So when you started to realize that was the direction you were interested in, it's one thing to work on your own site, but it's another thing to start to figure out how you might want to help somebody else. So can you talk to me a bit about how you started making that kind of a transition? 
Mm, yeah, well, you're right. There's a lot of creativity, of course, goes into websites, but there are other things as well, namely some technology and <laughs> definitely some marketing awareness. So when I started to explore serving other authors, I reached out through friends and network and found a few people who were willing to be my early beta clients. And we worked on their websites together to the point where they were very happy and I felt that the process in its entirety was both enjoyable for me and useful for them yeah so I like how you use the word beta too because not just in the beta readers in the author world but there are beta testers in the tech world so I love how that word even shows up in those spaces definitely yeah because anyone who who has creative leanings many of us have experienced that once you take that creativity and attempt to turn it into a business it doesn't always feel the same and it's not always as rewarding in its entirety but happily websites worked out very well for me so to your point you are working with people you were getting feedback, not just on, hey, do you like what I've designed for you? But you were fleshing out like perhaps your process or thinking through what really works for you or what questions you might need to ask in order to ascertain a good starting point. You know, would you talk a little bit about that learning curve? Because mm-hmm. sometimes you know, when you are starting something new, even when you are excited about it, it can still feel a little like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) So how do I even get to that point? Correct. And it's definitely on me to know what I'm doing and what the process needs to look like and to ask the questions that my authors might not realize that they should be thinking about. So many, many times an author comes to me and they say, I want a website. I want it to help sell my book. (laughs) And they're not necessarily thinking about the longer term and the bigger picture and the huge strength of an author website, which is it sets you up for a long-term um, long-term success in your writing. And it might not actually find its sweet spot in selling the current book, but it will help fantastically for selling future books or any related services that you have if your book is part of a bigger business. So a lot of authors come in and they think the goal of the website is to sell the current book. And I work with them and say, well, let's let's take a longer term look and think, how do we set this thing up so that you sell your future books or you get invited to book clubs or you get invited as a podcast guest? How do we build your email list? What do we actually focus on about your work as a whole instead of having every single page saying, buy the book, buy the book, buy the book? (laughs) Well, and what I'm hearing you really talk about is getting clear on the message, what the message is that you have. Perhaps there's, I call it like that golden umbrella kind of an idea where there's different things that are kind of coming under that same space so that you can talk about them. And I, this probably sounds sacrilegious to say, but I will own this now, even as a writer and a developmental editor, I do see books as, oh, by the way, in the context of I write them and I love them or I edit them and I love them. And I see them as a stepping stone into my world per se. It's it's not just this item. And yes, it can be a transactional piece per se, but I don't necessarily view it that way. I view it as come into my world more, come into this world. I want you to be here. I'd love to have you join this community, be a part of this community. So I see it as a part of a, a 
an ecosystem, so to speak, in a business. Completely. Even if you're, even if your business is a book business, it's still a business of sort. There's still the books have a place for it. Yeah, there are a few authors, and they only really have the headspace to write and publish one book. And their their goals and their their ambitions perhaps are, are very much centered on on that one title. And there are other people. I had a lovely conversation just yesterday, and this author said to me. It's about a movement. She's not just there trying to sell a book. She wants people to be joining this world, having the discussion. She's there for for a bigger a bigger purpose and and to get traction around a movement. Yes, yes. So it and can be it can be a community or more of a, a business focus where you write and publish a book because you have either related services. Or maybe your business is something completely different. And the book is then, as you say, a window into your world and a way to bring people in. So when you think about a website domain names, I've seen them where they are book centric and I've seen them where they are, I'm going to call it business centric. It, it might be the author's name. It might be the, the brand name itself or the business name itself, but it's not the book name for the domain. Do you have some guidance on that? Yeah, so if in doubt, almost always go with the business name, the author name, the brand-centric approach. I think if you know you're the kind of author where this is one book, it's one and it's done, and you're very proud of it, but you're not trying to take this thing anywhere, then there's a stronger argument to go with the book name. But in 90, 95% of cases, I would go with the, the business name, whether that's the author or the brand or the bigger picture, yeah. So when you're thinking about a website and you're looking at a holistic approach to it, what would you advise an author to do in order to be prepared for a conversation with you? For instance, should they do some homework and look at other sites and what they like or don't like, or should they do a critique of their own site or, 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 or what should what should they do to be prepared to even have a conversation? The, the smart first step is to actually step right back from the website and think about what are your goals as an author? What are you trying to achieve here? Is it to launch your first book and get booked on podcasts? Is it to establish yourself as an author who will have a series of related books? Are you a business owner and you want the book to drive other forms of business revenue for you? What are your overall business or writing or even personal goals attached to it? Because until you get a little bit of clarity about that, you're going to frankly be confused and overwhelmed about your options on a website. And you'll probably end up with something that isn't lined up to really support your either business or, or your writing goals. And yeah. then, yes, once you've got a little bit of clarity about that big picture and your ideal strategy, then you can start to think, when somebody visits this website, what is the ideal next step that we want them to take? And you're looking here for the, the sweet spot between delivering results for you as the website owner and also keeping your website visitors' needs very much in mind. So the next step that we want them to take, it could be as simple as buy the book. It might actually be more valuable to you as the website owner to bring somebody in your, into your world and have them join your email list. Or even if you're selling related services, so editing services or, or something else entirely, you might think the ideal next step is actually that they schedule an initial call or a conversation with you 
to discuss hiring you for for that other work. You know, I love what I hear what I'm hearing you say is that when you are understanding again, going back to the bigger picture, understanding where you might like to be, where you would like to take this, the the website I see that as like kind of your digital home. And you know, you want it to feel inviting and you want it to feel like a, a natural extension of for that person to know where they need to go, but it also you want it to feel like the right next step for them, for you too. You know, what I almost hear you describing is, you know, if you think about like a, a visitor coming to your site, well, you, you might be kind of meeting then, but then if they take the next step, maybe they sign up for your newsletter or they, maybe they purchase the book. It's almost kind of like a first date, but then the second date might be you know, the, the subsequent step. Maybe that's when, maybe they don't want to book that call first. Maybe they want to join the newsletter or maybe they want to read your book first. Maybe, you know, booking a call is several steps later. So understanding different pathways, understanding the relationship you want to have too, sounds also important, like really understanding who you want to serve in addition to how you want them to feel. What, what is, what are your goals as a business owner? Would you agree with that? Yeah, very much. And on a website, we would often frame that as what is the action when somebody is really ready and they're dead keen to move on and, and either give you give you their money right there or to schedule work with you. Or a softer ask, which is when somebody isn't quite ready, but they're interested. And so you give them a lower commitment step, which is like, yeah, moving to the second date if they're not quite ready to to go all the way to introducing you to their family. <laughs> yes, yes. So when you are looking at a site and if somebody, let's say they have their own website and let's say they see, you know, it's it feels like it's been doing the job for them. It maybe they, they've been getting visitors. They have been having some kind of conversion, whether it's signing up for the newsletter, purchasing a book from the link or booking, but maybe it's not consistent traffic. And again, I realize that they need to go back to their goals, but do you have other tips or tricks that, or things that they could look for in order to figure out what else is going on or what else they might need? Mm, yeah, well, there are the two main things to look at are, do you have a problem with getting people to come to your website to begin with? Or do you have a problem with what's happening and what they're seeing once they're there? So those are two, two separate things that an author would address. The thing that I am most aware of as a website designer is when I go and I look at an author's site, what are the things that are happening there that can be costing you business or, or causing visitors to leave without taking any action? And generally speaking, the older the website, the more likely it is that it will need some kind of refresh. Website design has changed. Expectations from your audience as to what a fresh and convincing website should look like. Those expectations have changed. And I think there are quite a few authors that I come across where maybe their website was pretty good 10 years ago and it's not it's not creating that stellar first impression today. Well, and then to your point, where you were 10 years ago, five years ago, 
you've grown in your business, whether you've grown your backlist more or whether you've added some services, maybe maybe you've added a service where you teach a workshop. Maybe you are a, a fantasy author. You have a fantasy you know, backlist of books, you may, even a new book may be coming out. And maybe you teach a course on how to do world building or you do speaking engagements on how to develop characters. So it's still within your space, but it's a, a pivot that you might have done. And that pivot also needs to be accounted for, not just the fact that you did do books and now you have these others. You want to have the site to be reflective of where you've grown. What And in some cases too, you might've outgrown some things to your point, an outdated look and feel or an outdated site, or maybe you were doing some work on the site and some spots and forgot to fix those links that you had, <laughs> or maybe say, oh, you know, sign up here. And when you click that, it goes nowhere <laughs> because you yeah. forgot to connect the other parts. So those, you know, connecting all of the parts too, are just as important as having a great page to come to. You want, if you want the next step, you want to make sure the bridge is built to get there. Yeah. We definitely don't want any bridges that are crumbling or falling down. Um, <laughs> as authors, we're generally very good about adding content to our website. One trap that we can fall into is to, to think of our website, like a Wikipedia of everything we've ever done, everything we've ever written, every, every thought we've ever had. And most websites, especially the ones that have been around a few years, they could certainly do with some decluttering, some tidying up. And then readers' expectations of what they see on your, your website pages has changed. So a few years ago, we were seeing relatively small images and a lot of text. That has completely reversed these days. So a good, fresh author website, especially on the homepage and the book page, we'd be seeing much larger images of your book and far fewer words so easier for somebody to look at on their phone and much more appealing for for those website visitors who have short attention spans but so you make a good point though of being mindful of different devices and if you when you design something for the desktop because maybe that's where you're actually preferring to work that's great and you know, have you quality checked that through a view that's built into your program or on your phone itself, like worked the website that way or used your tablet to do so to make sure that it still looks and feels the way you want it to when it looks fantastic on the desktop, but it's not that great in yeah. the mobile. So yeah. I, I hear you talking about that too. Definitely. Most modern website tools do a pretty decent job of getting you started so that your website looks okay on different size screens, but there's definitely no substitute for checking it. You might be surprised at where your words are breaking. You might realize that the photo of you that looks great on a wider screen, we can only see one of your ears when it's on, on your mobile phone. <laughs> definitely don't publish anything without checking how it looks on the smaller screens as well. So one of the things I was thinking about that was coming up for me when you were talking about the size of the website, if an author is using the blog component or has a blog component on their website, that blog can become a, a, its own little monster. And I mean that with all the love in my heart, because <laughs> I realized that the blog is attempting to serve you in the sense of it's providing your thought leadership. 
It's showing where you have appeared, perhaps. It's also the long, the older the blog is also shows, at least from my perspective, some, I'm going to call it some longevity. The fact that it's, it's newer. So it, it's been there for a little bit. So it has some street cred, if you will, but is it possible that the blog could be a, a little culprit of needing to be decluttered? And if so, what would you advise for that? Yeah, so blogs are definitely where some of this stuff can lurk and gather. And before we know it, we've got 16 years of, uh, of thoughts on the blog. I wouldn't actually lose too much sleep about your blog in the first instance. I would like to see an author get your four or five key pages in really tip-top shape before you then go away and spend an entire holiday weekend thinking about pruning your blog. That said, if you're still one of those people that has your blog post as the main item on your homepage, then please rethink that because times have definitely moved on. We no longer lead on our website with our most recent blog post as the first thing that, that a new visitor needs to see. So when you think about an engaging book page, what, you mentioned the, the bigger picture and the fewer words, mm -hmm. but is there anything else that you would say, if you aren't seeing this, here's some quick things you might wanna start thinking about. Yep, definitely. And before I talk about the quick things to think about, just to emphasize on the image, the reason I say that is your book cover is one of your strongest brand assets. Hopefully your book cover designer did a fantastic job. You love it to bits. And your reader has likely seen that book cover somewhere before, maybe on your social media or how they first discovered you or they've even read the book. So do not skimp on having that book cover look big and amazing on the book page. Yes, not too much text. So of course you want the book description, some kind of really juicy hook as to why the reader would want to pick up this book. But then also some testimonials, some praise from other readers, of course, links of where to buy the book. Some authors like to include a bit of the, the background or, you know, if it's a novel or a memoir, some of my authors like to go a little bit more into the behind the scenes, but always the cover, the social proof and the where to buy should definitely lead the way. Um, and don't forget your book page might be a wonderful place to remind people that they can join your email list so that when you have news of something else that they'll hear about it. And if you have multiple books, then a little reminder that if they liked this, they can also check out these. That's a really smart move as well. Oh, I love how you said that. You know, I I think that is really, really cool. I, I love how you said that because in a sense, you, even if you've written multiple genres, you could create a page that's kind of like, here's almost like a directory, a baby library on my page. And I can direct you to the genre or the thing that you were more interested in and go a little more in detail for those particular titles. But if you do something like that, then being mindful of essentially how many clicks does it take to get to the thing that you want? So you don't want to sit there and cause your user to go through an experience of, well, it takes me eight clicks 
to get there and I don't really need to go if I can't get there in three you know that's my magical number apparently at this moment but you know <laughs> but if, if if I if I can't get there in three then am I really going to keep pushing to drive down like that does that make sense yeah we definitely need to make it easy for the website visitor so think about what they need and make sure it's easily available for them and keep in mind some of your visitors have not read your book they're there to discover more and to perhaps think about buying it and a good proportion of people who come to your website they've already read that book they've come because they liked it they want to know either what other titles you have available what else is going on in your world or how else they can get a piece of you and your your genius expertise so pauline how when would somebody say i need you know i need help how can you help me when when would that happen i mean i realize that if they are recognizing that hey i have a book coming out and i need a website and i don't know how to do that that's definitely a why not go work with talk with somebody who does know more about that yeah. but but a lot of writers might be somewhere in that in between maybe they do have a website or they're starting with one or maybe they've had one for some period of time and maybe it's its own little monster at the moment so like how would somebody know when to send up the flare and say pauline pick me <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, you're quite right. A new author with a first book coming soon is certainly somebody who, who would think in those terms. I also have authors come to me. Uh, recently, I worked with a wonderful author. She had six or seven books published. She had a pen name, so she'd had two different websites, and she wanted to bring those together under one umbrella and to create a much more professional presence when, when readers came to the site. And she was also stepping up her activities in teaching writing classes. She was teaching for teaching workshops for a well-known university. And she really needed that extra level of professional credibility on the website. And then other people come to me because they built a website themselves. It was kind of okay, but they they know deep down that it's not presenting them in the best possible way and they want to make sure they've got everything nailed down so that when a reader goes to the website then they maximize the chances that that person signs up for their author email list and stays in touch yeah so rebranding or expanding you know just I, I I love that I I I really think that's wonderful and it also might be that you know, it's time to refresh the site, but you also might realize, you know, I'm open to see what somebody else might recommend where this is more of their world. And I have an idea of what I might do, but you have a whole new vantage point and can offer things that that person might not have even realized that was an option or something to consider. So, you know, it sounds like if you have a website and it's not doing what you want, you that's really the thing is you either don't have one and you need one or you have one and it needs to grow with you whatever that growth looks like it needs to grow with you and you might need help growing it yeah if you're feeling hesitant or ashamed to send somebody there or you get that sinking feeling when somebody says that they'll check out your website then that's another good signal definitely <laughs> the sinking feeling <laughs> that's a great point though because 
you really want to be proud of saying that just like if you were having a party at your home and you say, hey, come on over, you know, you've cleaned it up, you've got it ready, you feel excited, you're happy to have people come into your home. Well, you want to feel that way about your, your digital home, your website, you want people to want to be there and that they feel welcome there, that they feel like it's a good place for them to spend their time, which is part of the reason they're there. They're spending some time there. So you want it to be a good experience. Yeah. And because it's a marketing asset that you as the author control, then if you're not putting your best foot forward there, then it's reasonable for your readers to wonder whether you've put the effort in for your your work and your book as well. Excellent point. I'm so glad you said that too. And Pauline, this has been awesome. Where can people connect with you? Where? How can they get to be a part of your world? And if they're <laughs> sitting there going, oh, wow, I feel a little called out in this episode. We mean this lovingly. I just do. I really do. But I want you to be successful. So consider reaching out to Pauline. How, how might they do that? The best place is my website. <laughs> that is paulinewiles.com. And if your uh, audience would like to visit paulinewiles.com forward slash free, then there is an author website starter kit that has some of those great know yourself and big picture questions to give people uh, the best possible start. Love it. Thank you so much for being on the show. This has been such a fabulous conversation and I cannot wait to hear about all the updated websites that happen because they connected with you. It's awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. Thanks again for listening today. I'm so glad you were here. I'd love to hear what resonated with you from this episode. So connect with me on Instagram at author Jennifer Milius and let me know. Your book, your message, your body of work is worth sharing. And you are the right person and the only one who can share it. Keep writing and keep putting yourself out there because the people who need to hear your message the most are waiting for you. They are waiting for you to step up to your next level of genius so they can have the impact they're meant to because you inspired them. I'll see you soon.